Listen, Wednesday, for your chance to win tickets to 311. 311 and Dirty Heads are heading out on tour together this summer. Come on, rock out with them and special guest Dreamers and Bikini Trail on Tuesday, August 20th at USANA Amphitheater. Tickets are on sale now. Purchase your tickets at LiveNation.com. Closed scrimmages Saturday. The media not allowed to observe. But we get to talk to the coaches afterwards, and BYU's found their running back. The Utes have a receiver. The good times are here. Let them roll, PK. Let them roll. Well, we'll see. Just because they say something doesn't mean it's true. Our social media is very clear on that. We've got that uh, posted that uh, you know that came out in the Utes. Um, Kyle Whittingham says Jalen Dixon, quote, a legitimate deep threat as there is in the country. And Kalani Sataki says Tyson Williams is an every down back. How big are these for uh, both teams? And immediately we're getting Star Wars gifts. It's a trap. <laughs> Let's let Kyle say it in his own words about Jalen Dixon. He is a legit deep threat. As, as legit a deep threat as there is in the country. One of, you know, one of, the, one of the best deep threats in the country. He's blazing fast. As legitimate a deep threat as there is in the country, which means he's an NFL player. That is what that means. Every year, there's a deep threat drafted. Why not him? Because yeah. he's 5'9". That would be the obvious well, yeah, answer. Yeah, but that... Uh, it that, can happen. That kid from uh, UMass uh, was drafted like in the second round. Andy Isabella. How big is Andy Isabella? 5'9", 180 roughly. Yeah. There's hope! And and if I remember, he went in the second round? Something like that. He ran a 4'2", 4'3", Pretty high. He can, he can motor. Yeah. So that his size, Kevin Curtis was not that big, and he played a number of years in the NFL based on his ability to run. Well, you brought up former Ute Steve Smith in the previous hour. Yeah, I, I hesitate to go to that level to have that kind of impact uh, this year. I mean, that would just be marvelous for Utah. So you buying that Jalen Dixon is as good a deep threat as there is in the country? I got to say, I was surprised when I heard it. And if he's 80% of that good, then he's what the Utes need. If he's really that good, well, awesome and spectacular. So which do you buy more? Do you buy what Kalani says? And we can hear Kalani talk about Tyson Williams being an every down back. Tyson Williams did really well today. Yeah, he, he, uh, I had him break the team because he, he stuck out. And he's starting to feel more comfortable in the program. But also I think he's earned a lot of... Um, a lot of, uh, I don't know, as far as looking at legitimate ways of being a leader, I think the guys respect him, and he did some really good things today. And from what I can tell and how I can evaluate, I think the guy is really a special player. There we go. We've solved the running back issue. we solved the uh, receiver issue. We've solved the running back issue. And people hate Mondays. Right? Happy days it's are here, here again. again. <laughs> BYU didn't have a 500-yard back last year. Not good. They bring in two grad transfers. Yeah. So I assume you know what any team when you assume. Yeah, that's true. It's and it does happen actually fairly regularly. But I still assume any team bringing a grad transfer, well, the grad transfer, one of those two guys is going to be the guy. And then you told us right on the air uh, they're they're looking at this guy from South Carolina, but it was South Carolina and it was Florida State, right? Was his other option? 
I was, think it was Florida. Okay. But it might have been Florida State. I don't Either know. way. That's what they it told me. It was Florida me. State. Either okay. way. Those are schools. BYU fans hear that and think, he must be good. We're well, he what? was at South Carolina, so not. he was leaving. Right. So I was told in the spring it was Florida State or BYU. So I wasn't so surprised by what Kalani... The only reason I was surprised by what Kalani said was because... We had heard on at least two occasions, but maybe more. I'm not down there all the time. But on at least two occasions that it was looking like running back by committee. I found that more surprising because I thought Tyson was supposed to be the guy. And now he is the guy. So I don't know if they were creating competition. I don't know if he struggled early. You know, maybe sitting in film. Right. And so maybe he's sitting in the film room. Moving across the country. Right. Maybe sitting in the film room and it just, it isn't clicking yet. And, you know, they do the little pop quizzes and what do you do here? What do you do if this happens? And he's not on top of it. But now he's had a couple weeks and is on top of it. Yeah. So maybe it's that. Or maybe, you know, coaches have been known to create situations. We've seen that before. Either way, I kind of expected he was going to be the guy. I just think that it's him emerging. Yeah. Okay. Is what it's about. But that he's was kind of what I expected emerging. all along. Okay, so I, fine. So I find the Ute one more surprising than the Cougar one. Although Dixon showed he was a deep threat at times as a freshman. So if he's better as a sophomore. Now Kyle's saying one of the best. One of the best in the country. I know. And I was, when I first hear that, well, when I heard it, I'd already read it. So I knew. But it's still, it's like the best in the conference. Oh, he went country. Upgrade. He is a legit deep threat. As, as legit a deep threat as there is in the country. See, but he needs to go country because BYU or Utah is not competing exclusively with the teams in the conference. They're legitimately recognized as a playoff contender, which means they are now competing for attention with Oklahoma, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, uh, Georgia, uh, Texas maybe. I don't know that I've seen many more teams beyond them that are being considered for playoffs. As far as that goes, I think I've covered just about every team. The LSU, we'll put LSU in there because they're coming off a very yep. nice season themselves. And they're supposedly uh, looking at my Sports Illustrated came out with the college football having uh, one of their best, if not their best, recruiting class. And so, you know, that opens up your eyes. They haven't been able to get past Alabama, but nobody. So Clemson seems to be Maybe able to get they past can do Alabama. it for this time. You know, maybe their time has come. Uh, but they're, I'm sure down there they're thinking about oh, the playoff. So it's not about just saying you're the one of the best in the conference? A conference that doesn't get a whole lot of respect? That's not good enough anymore. This is Utah we're talking about, fellas. <laughs> cranking it up. I'm not cranking up anything. Oh, you're cranking it I'm up. I'm not cranking it up. Talking about he's the one who ratcheted up. He, he said did crank country. He I don't even know up. that I would go county, but you put that R in there <laughs> and it changes the whole meaning from county to country. There's somebody at Slick. Slick. Slick's got it. Slick and Westminster both have good receivers. Well, they've had some high school kids here that uh, have been pretty good. Because other programs, Simi. high-profile programs, Stanford and Washington Simi. have come in and got them. Simi Fajoko, left Brighton for Stanford. And the two kids at Washington right now are both Utah County kids. Again, back to the county. Yes, but Utah's not in Utah County. Utah's in Salt Lake County. Hence, therefore, whereas... Okay, we're getting derailed. But their their influence extends down to Lehigh. <laughs> Kyle loves him some Tony Finau, and that's where Tony Finau lives. I like it. So okay. we've got the county right there, buddy. Plus, you know, your Utes, and you got the... Uh, what's that uh, that place over there, the point of the mountain? Which county's that in? You know, the one that's all fenced off. 
the what? <laughs> <laughs> You see them, they're all wearing white or orange when you drive the south, they're off to the, the right. Prison. What so county's Salt Lake County. Yeah, I haven't learned my counties here. I figured I'm not going to be here that much. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be here long. Sooner or later, they're going to be on to me, and I'm going to get kicked out of the state, so <laughs> get fired. So that's why I've only rented all these years. Liar. I didn't think I would survive here. Real estate hey, mogul. I was told, like, three months into it, less than three months into it, you know, you probably should look for another job. Into the newspaper or into mm-hmm. the radio? No. Oh, the radio, of course. Right. But the newspaper. Yeah. Oh, really? I was brought in and told that you probably should look for another job. What the implication is this isn't going to work here. And I'd been there like maybe two months. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. I, I literally was told that. <laughs> and then the radio, I was told, get out of the office so they can't see you to fire you. I remember. Yeah. And yet, here, here you are. Here the hell I am. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, just let it rip. No, no, I haven't arrived yet, though. I well, can't. When will that happen? I, 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 I can't do it. That's just not who I am. <laughs> you know that. This is no surprise. No. Your wife telling you to behave in public. By the way, that's all true. <laughs> so, could you just be nice? I had an instant son. Just smile. Look him in the eye. Friday night. I got, yeah? I got pulled over. Uh-oh. On a Friday night? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. We were with some friends. You, drag racing. No. <laughs> we went into a place at, around dusk. So we have a relatively new... A, a place to eat. Okay. We're, we're out for the evening. All right. No, nothing outrageous here. Okay. <laughs> I know, but when you say a place... I got another couple with us. <laughs> okay. So... An establishment. And so we got a fairly relatively new car, and I don't drive it. It's my wife's car. Well, I was driving, and so it was dusk, so the lights weren't on, right? And they come on, you set the thing automatically, right? Mm -hmm. Well, then we come out, and it's dark. We're in there, had a nice time, nice dinner. Come out, and the place is pretty well lit. And I get on the road, and I'm driving... Uh, I see a couple of cop cars off to the right, and I'm driving, getting on an on-ramp to go on the freeway. And all of a sudden, I see the lights behind yep. us. Oh, crap. <laughs> so pull over. The guy says, do you know why we pulled you over? I said, no. No idea. He goes, your lights are off. And I look at her. Why'd you turn the lights off? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you blame your wife, right? Automatic. She looks at me. I didn't touch it. You must have touched it. You must have touched it and turned it off the automatic. And he's like, turn your lights on. I don't want to deal with you people. Get out of here. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think she took it in to get an oil change. Mm-hmm. And I think they must have... Uh, Bumped it or something? Yeah, or changed it, yeah. I was wondering yeah. how that happens. Because yeah. I like the automatic lights. Right, right. But every once in a while, and I just did it last week, driving home from work, I think it was Thursday night, and there's so many lights downtown that you don't realize, or I don't anyway, that the lights aren't on. Because well, everything's I lit did. up. Right. And yeah, then yeah, I get on the freeway right. and I'm like, something's weird. And I'm right. like, and oh. you figure out. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. why are the lights up? And like to this day, I still don't yeah. know. And I do it like, I don't know, like once every three months or something. It happens, and I don't know how it happens. So then he asked me, have you been drinking? And I said, No. Heck no. Okay, can I see your license and registration? No. 
Oh, wait, um, yes. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I handed it to him. I said, sure. And she had gotten the registration right. out of the glove box. Because that one time we got pulled over in the morning. Yeah, and it's I funny, I told that story that same night. Oh, really? Yes, when we were driving I to remember. the place. Yeah. Because we got pulled over. Uh, the cop, I didn't get over on the left lane when there was an accident. Or they pulled somebody over on the right lane. And we were going to do remote out in Tooele. Yep. And... I was looking for the registration, and she had like 47 air fresheners in there, <laughs> and I couldn't find it, and the cop's thinking, well, I'm lying. He thinks you and I either stole the car, rented the car, and we're on our way to Wendover. It's like 6, six o'clock in the morning. Yep. <laughs> we're trying to tell true. this guy, no, no, I'm looking for the registration. I'm not lying. And he didn't recognize us, and so I finally find the registration, after, and I yelled at him, can we throw away maybe... 25 of these air fresheners. <laughs> so when, if this happens, so, and I, funny as I told that story to the, the couple as we were driving to the place, right? And uh, so I give him my uh, registration and license and he comes back and I knew I wasn't going to get a ticket because it's not a ticketable offense. I mean, it's, I just didn't have the lights on, right? And we'd only driven, we weren't even on the freeway yet. And he comes back and he says, okay. I got one thing for you, and I'm paraphrasing, but essentially said, just make sure you continue giving crap to DJ. <laughs> this is why this is why I don't get along with cops. They have bad attitudes. <laughs> and so then I gave Yuck bones. is in there laughing way too hard. <laughs> it's a true story, man. I can totally see this happening. Just keep giving DJ crap. Have a great night. Yuck That's is exactly way what he said. Too hard. Yeah. <laughs> And I turned on my lights, I gave him bones, and off we went. I can totally see I think I'm mad at you than I am the cop. Why? Well, the cop just wanted to laugh. <laughs> he got it. He got see? it. So, and it's it. everybody else in their cars laughing right now, too. Yeah, but nobody can see you laughing. Because he didn't You're recognize me right off the bat, but it was dark, obviously. And you didn't have the lights on. And I didn't have the lights on. And, <laughs> he couldn't see anything. And so he hadn't looked at the name. Well, then I give him the license. He goes back, oh, checks fine. it. I don't have any tickets. I'm glad you all had a laugh. <laughs> We go into phones or open mic, Yak. Phones. All right. Use the open mic. We're about to go to break here in a second. So, uh, but use the uh, grab the app. Use the open mic. Send us your take. What do you think? Utes have found the wide receiver. Cougars have found the running back. Jake is on the phone. Jake, good morning. What's up, fellas? How you doing? Good, Jake. Good. Hey, listen. Last year, Jalen Dixon averaged eighteen point four yards per reception. Yeah. That would put him at number twenty-three in the country last year as a freshman. So, of those 22 people in front of him, 19 of them have graduated. So, technically, just by default, if he produces what he did last year, put him in the top five in the country per yards per reception. So, he is a legit deep threat. He showed it last year. He showed it in scrimmage this year. I'm looking forward to starting the season 3-0 when we play three more division teams and rolling into the Pac-12 schedule, baby, because we are the defending South champs. And we are taking the championship this year, man. Go Utes. <laughs> All right, thanks. How many I, receptions did Jalen Dixon have? I, I would actually think that number should go down this year, that that could be a good sign. What could go down? His yards per catch. Because as he becomes better, he won't catch just the deep balls. If he's getting better, they can use him as a possession guy a little bit too. You'd think people will be playing off him. There'll be room for him underneath, let alone well, everybody else. Well, I'm looking forward to total receptions and total yards and touchdowns. There you go. Yeah. So the yards per reception, you know, that's an indicator. But I would look towards total yards and total receptions and touchdowns. Because if those numbers are big-time numbers, then you most likely 
are going to be, at minimum, playing in the Rose Bowl. 32 catches for 589 yards. And for a freshman, that's two, not bad. Two touchdowns. One was at Colorado. He scored on a deep post there. I remember that in the snow. And I don't know what the other one was off the top of my head. We can figure it out. But no, you're right. That's almost 600 yards as a freshman. That's not bad. And can it be a 1,000-yard guy as a sophomore? That would be awesome. Another in a line of good players from Texas. It's just unusual that he'd be a receiver. And that's really, I guess to Jake's point, nothing would be that outrageous if the Utes hadn't had such a tortured history in the passing game for the last decade. You really, I can see where you fans don't want to get their hopes up. Like, man, I hope Kyle's right. Why why don't we want to? Because you get your hopes up for a decade. I get that. This is not, my wife has cancer and I hope she recovers. I get Get your hopes up. I get you that. You don't get that. I do get you that. You don't get that. You don't get it because I you haven't lived it. and died with a team because you haven't had a team that's your own. You were weird as a kid, and you didn't adopt the team the way other kids did, and they have their T-shirts and their lunch yeah, but the thingies way, and whatever. The way yeah. you, I got you. I understand that. But the way you say hope, like it, it literally is just so crucial in this world. Hey, <laughs> we got a deep threat here. He, we already got a deep threat. What do I have to hope for? If he produces 600 yards this year, that would be, be a little bit good. of a disappointment. No, no. Com- Want him to it, be better as a sophomore. You do, but what I was going to add, because they have such a deep girl, they're deep. That's, oh, that's, so the ball gets the spread water around. The are deep. I He's, mean, the water boys, are, everybody's deep up there. <laughs> they have the deepest this, that, and the other thing. So he's really good, and the defense is focused on him, and then the ball gets spread around yeah. in his other town of receivers. So his stats aren't that enormous, but his impact on the team is still better. Yes. You fans should take that and run with it right now. That's that would, what I'm saying. That would be a good outcome. Kyle would take that if and run with it. If these other guys are supposed to be all that. Sure. I mean, they've been in the program. Simpkins is going to emerge. Uh, I mean, who else? I mean, you got a slew well, of guys. I would say like been there 50 Covey, years. Covey and Covey, Samson Nakua are the two guys you would look at just based on production last and year. I, you, and I thought Enos would be the best guy, and you haven't even mentioned him. You've mentioned six not. guys, and you have not gotten to the Big E yet. DJ PK, grab the phone right now. Use the open mic. Send us your take. The Cougars have the running back. The Utes have their receiver. All is well I'm, with I'm the making world. reservations to a hotel in Pasadena during the break. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. ATA suspended BYU senior Yoli Childs for nine games for the upcoming season. After ruling, he did not submit appropriate paperwork and received impermissible expenses when he was looking at his NBA draft prospects. Patriots quarterback Tom Brady tells the radio station Boston they shouldn't read into he and his wife selling their Massachusetts home. Major League Baseball, Dodgers win again. They beat the Diamondbacks 9-3. Justin Turner homers twice. Indians beat the Twins 7-3. Cleveland and Minnesota tied for the top spot in the AL Central. Bees lose to Iowa 5-2. They play tonight at 6 o'clock. Listen to the game on the Zone Sports Network. RSL announced last night they've terminated the contract of head coach Mike Petke. Top assistant coach Freddie Juarez is the interim coach for the remainder of the season. Top of the Wire is brought to you by Diamond Airport Parking. Begin and end every great trip with Diamond Airport Parking. Diamond offers car-to-curb service, 24-7 airport shuttles, fantastic rates, complimentary bottled water, plus no one beats the friendly staff. Diamond Airport Parking, just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park, ride, and save. That's Diamond Airport Parking. 
Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Join the energy and excitement of Vivint Smart Home Arena. There is a hired event to fill a variety of part-time positions for arena events, including, including jazz games and concerts. The hiring event will take place August 22nd to the 24th at the Zions Bank Basketball Campus in Salt Lake City. Apply prior to the hiring event at lhm.com careers under the Vivint Smart Home Arena section. Walk-ins will also be welcome during the event. Apply today. Sweet, man. We thought that would be a nice part-time gig when you get older. Yeah. Be at the arena. Yeah, it is one of the cool things about coming to games. You get to recognize a lot of oh, people. Sure, yeah. Have have similar gigs, different places. Every once in a while, somebody moves. Like, wait a minute, what are you doing down on this floor? New gig. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See a lot of familiar faces. All right, so the Cougars have the running back. The Utes have the receiver. So I told you earlier, if you're just joining us in the show, I found the Cougar news less surprising because that was my assumption before camp started. Then early in camp, they were talking about running back by committee. I saw an interview with uh, offensive coordinator, the Grime Dog, where he brought up running back by committee because they could, not because they had to a year ago. So the other guys are better. That kind of threw me off. And then uh, when I was down there, I asked, he said, yeah, we're still staying with it. And they come out of scrimmage and, and Kalani's like boom there's our guy he's emerged but I thought that's where it was going originally so we're just coming around full circle there so I find the use a little more surprising which one do you find a little more surprising uh, Jalen Dixon I suppose being one of the best deep threats in the country now I can't name you all the deep threats out there uh, but him being one of the deep threats in the country is just absolutely awesome is this true if it is, then this is the Utes hitting the jackpot. It's about time. They're due to have a really good wide receiver. Isn't it about time? And that could uh, make life easier for Zach Moss. It could make life easier for Britton Covey. It could be a bunch of benefits to this. Make life easier for me. <laughs> That's a fact. It really could. Yeah. For everybody. We've seen two undefeated Utah football seasons. They were fairly good for the ratings and fairly good for our show. I'm still surprised to a good degree about, at this point, Tyson Williams being the featured back. I don't know that it's going to happen. Because we still, about the halfway point of training camp, Mm Mm-hmm. because you get to a little, uh, just under two weeks, because they have... I think 28 practices or something like there, give or take a number or two. But I think I'm really close to it before you have your first game. But usually five to seven of those practices are game week practices. Yeah, So they're not training camp practices. So the point is when you get to the five to seven, however they want to do it, certainly no later than five, the depth chart is already set. So you know you're going to start. Like, the Sun Devils are going to name this Daniels kid the starting quarterback today. Mm-hmm. They're going to make an announcement. Herm, that's a good thing about Herm, is he runs it like an NFL program. 
He doesn't cat and mouse you. So you got this guy standing over there with a the cast. Oh, no, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. You know what <laughs> I mean? Know. It's a joke. I know. <laughs> it, 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 so, okay, side, side thing. So I'm out doing stuff on Saturday, and I'm going to have to go to work Saturday night, and I'm, and I'm hungry, and I'm thinking you can't eat during a game. I didn't I'm going to go grab something now. It's kind of an off time, you know, 2 o'clock-ish or whatever. And so I walk into this place, and yeah, casual dining, right? This is in a strip mall. And, and I order my food. And I get it, and as I get ready to get it and pay for it, a guy comes in. He looks really familiar. He's wearing red and black. There's a letter visible on his clothing, and there's something on his arm. How do you keep anything a secret so when it's that obvious? With a cast. <laughs> I mean, a cast of characters? <laughs> no. He's with one friend, and they were chatting quietly. He's just a guy who was hungry getting food after their scrimmage because it was kind of late because they had the scrimmage yeah, too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he's out with a friend. Probably about 2 o'clock by the time he got cleaned up. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he couldn't have been just... He's pretty low-key. Low-key, yeah. just normal guy getting something to eat. Right. But... It, it was obviously him. <laughs> I mean, it was. I've interviewed the guy. I don't even know how many times. Who's I've that? seen video of him. What's I up with exactly your arm? And it couldn't be more obvious. And I'm thinking, well, how many U fans are driving around? And we were in Fort Union. I wasn't far from your place. Uh-huh. And uh, there's like, if you know the area, there's like a, a Home Depot and a Target, and there's a bunch of restaurants right around, and they're off Fort Union. And yeah. we're in one of those. And yeah. I'm thinking, Literally, how many of you fans are there who are seeing this? How, how do you keep it a secret? You know, like, if you have a hamstring issue or a calf issue, yeah, how you, swollen your ankle walk, is, yeah. right, That's you can keep that secret. Right. You know, a guy's got a sore shoulder, and you don't want people taking shots at it. I kind of get why Kyle wants to hold some of this close, stuff close. Uh-huh. But not this one. I know. You know, and he's already said not season ending. He should really make one. Well, I'll tell you if it's totally obvious. Because somebody's going to see this guy buying a, you know, and he, I was going to say buying a burger. He was eating healthier than that. He was actually eating healthy. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, he plays this cat and mouse game. He feels obligated to it. He's a coach. Right. But I think so, some of the stuff's just too obvious. Well, you're going to see a cast on his hand. I mean, so Herm will tell you what's up, and they're going to name a starting quarterback today. So my point is that we're st- we're, the depth chart is really getting coming into place. I'm surprised that Kalani came out and said that as early as he did. I thought we would go another week. And we would get into the game week preparation, and then he would let it play out. Now, I still think it's going to play out. I don't think that Williams is the guaranteed number one starter. Uh, but the, the, the bigger news is that this kid is emerging. Because if they can have a 1,000-yard back, they're going to have a winning season. There's just no doubt in my mind. I agree. The two things go hand in hand. So it is extremely important and they for really, them. And I thought they really had to ham and egg the running game last year. There's no question they did. Right. They got hurt by injury, and plus I don't think that they had the necessary talent. Right. So it was a combo of both. Although, to, to be fair, they had so many injuries at that position they did. a year ago that even if you have the talent going in, if you have that many injuries... You can end up getting upended. Maybe so. Maybe so. Maybe that was the case. But it so. still looked like it was going to be running back by committee by necessity. And so here, if they have an established guy plus a couple other guys that they could count on, that's great news because they're going to need to run the ball to control the clock, to move it. It. it, it I don't know that they have the big-time players on the outsides that can get down the field 
and rack up yards after catch, blah, blah, blah. I believe Bushman. I believe in his talent. But you need more than that. I think they've got possibilities, but they haven't shown it. You know, we're waiting. Romney had an injury-plagued freshman season. He came with all sorts of credentials, and we're expecting him to be Austin Colley light. And can he do it this year? I hope for their sakes he can. Uh, But, you know, I have have a little trepidation because I haven't seen it yet. So if they can run the ball... Combined with Zach Wilson, no one is going to be Taysom Hill, but Zach Wilson can move around a little bit himself. And so they, they need to get yards out on the ground. And that's great news. And if the Utes have this, one of the best deep threats in the country. Now, you've established that. You on your own. No one said, hey, Kyle, do you think Jalen Dixon <laughs> Right, is I know, right. You established it yourself. So now with that in mind, we are going to hold you accountable because Kyle is big on holding people accountable. Yeah. And so we're going to hold you accountable and, to that statement. And we're going to hold Ludwig accountable. And we're going to hold Tyler Huntley and then obviously the, the kid himself. See, see, Kyle's done this before where a young player, sometimes a freshman, sometimes an incoming, you, you know, a, before you even see him play a game, as opposed to now a freshman who's becoming a sophomore, well, he's, he's pronounced this guy. And he has been right. A high, per- I can't tell you he's been right every time because he can't remember every time he said it. But he's been right a high percentage of the time over the years because he did it early. And I remember he did it with Eric Weddle. And he said, This guy's going to be really good. Sure enough, Weddle, Weddle's now in the NFL, what, going on like 15 years. Oh, he's going into and the so, Hall of Fame is where he's going. Yeah. And so now you go and you, uh, well, he did it once. So you ask him to do it again. Well, he keeps doing it. And he's right a high percentage of the time. But. It's receiver where there's been a problem. When he announces about a defensive back or a defensive lineman, we're all just like, okay. And last time they changed punters, he announced it. He said, yeah, we got a guy who might even be better. The and that's thing that surprised something. me is he did it publicly. Now, I've had him say, as I've had several coaches in many different places. Do it privately? Yeah. You know, he told but don't me, you think he told me he, Devontae Booker would be in the NFL. Don't you think he 100% believes that he wouldn't have said it? That didn't sound like the kind of thing that just came off the sleeve and popped out. Oh, I don't, I don't think that's who he is. Right. I agree. So If he says something, he means it. He's so not yeah, out there just yakking yeah, a yak. Yeah, we'll hold him accountable, but he's been right about these things so often. Then it great. Is, They're freaking going to Rose Bowl, man. It is receiver, though. That, that'd be the one thing. If Jalen Dixon gets 1,000 yards, and you can figure out how many receptions that needs to be, and gets 10 touchdowns, they're going to the Rose Bowl. I can buy that. It's the missing piece of the puzzle. I guarantee it. Their ability to defend the run and to run the ball, fine. Their ability to defend a pass and a special teams, fine. What's left? And it doesn't matter if Tyler Huntley, hopefully not, but if he does get hurt, it doesn't matter because they've already proven that Shelly can get him hit the kid deep. That's already been a proven commodity. We've seen that. That And I'd have to go back and look at the numbers. Dixon, most of his catches came via Shelly. I'd have to double-check that, but off the eyeball test and what I think I remember last year of going to all of their games, that's what I remember seeing. So with that in mind, even if they have the quarterback injury, that doesn't play out. And come on, Rose Bowl, man, it is time for me to get a Ute tattoo. Rose Bowl? <laughs> Should I do it if just they go or they so have you think to win? A, do you think a rose with a long stem going through a block U is that kind of yeah, like a Yeah, replace the drum or the feather spiel and actually have the feather the rose, be the rose? the rose? Yeah. How about that? <laughs> a combo of the two. I, guys... 
Man, if this happens this year, you'll remember it literally for the rest of your lives. I remember being in Pasadena January 1, 1987. I, I still remember it. Jalen Dixon had 22 of his 32 catches from the Oregon game on. Right. That's what I thought. Right. He had 16 of his 32 catches in the conference title game and the bowl game. Yeah. So that's a guy who was ramping it up as the season went along. And he had that connection with uh, Shelley. They were back from the same area, same high school, I think, in Texas. So with that in mind... He's got to develop this with Huntley, but Huntley's going to have no problem throwing some to someone who's open. Is going to make him look good and make the team win. Both of his touchdown catches came from uh, Shelley. One was in the right. bowl game. That was one I forgot. I remember I that deep one against yeah. Colorado. I thought it was the bowl yeah. game, too. That's what it was. Uh, I think that this is phenomenal news for the Utes. And if I'm a Ute fan today, I am hmm. celebrating wildly. You know, in the five games with Shelley at quarterback, the one game that uh, Dixon didn't have a good stat line in was the BYU game. One catch for uh, minus four yards. I mean, the Oregon game only caught one ball, but it was for 36 yards. Colorado, he had four for 125. You take that every week. Uh, Washington, the conference title game, he had seven for 68. And then the bowl game, nine catches, 114 yards, and a score. So he certainly finished last season as their best receiver. Yep. Finished it on a high note. It was improving as the year went along. Man, and now look at him, one of the best in the country. (laughs) (laughs) What? This is the way you say it. You just sink your teeth into it. Well, why not? <laughs> Embrace it. Run with it. I am. You remember the bowl game, they took a deep shot with him on their first Early. snap. Yeah. yeah, missed it. Their first snap was incomplete. Yeah, well. He was open, but they just didn't connect. It happens. All right, DJ and PK, this guy sucks. Who had a lousy weekend? We'll get to that next. Three, two, one, one, one. The countdown is back on the Zone Sports Network. It's the fifth annual college football top 60 and 60. As we count you down to the start of the college football season. Listen every day at 1.30 as Hans and Scotty will announce another selection. I see you on five. Leading up to the start of the 2019 season. As voted on by the local media and you the fans. It's the top 60 and 60. Presented by Cypress Credit Union, the Southtown Auto Mall, and Master Electrical Service. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. And now, really? your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealer's strong play of the weekend. The 2-2. Swinging a high fly ball. Deep right field. This is going to go. Rio Ruiz hits a walk-off home run out of the flag court. And the Orioles win 8-7. to There's the Chevy strong play of the game. Know it today at 450 on the big show and you can win fabulous prizes. As the great philosopher Snoop Dogg once said, This guy sucks. like a sucker punch. It's time to reward the losers in sports with another edition of This Guy Sucks. You suck. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All right, who really sucked this weekend, PK? You had an awful weekend. I got somebody. You got? I'm going to go an unusual. I'm going to go female. I'm going to go WNBA. Did you see this? I didn't. My Phoenix Mercury. Brittany Griner. Not so much Brittany. It's the gal 
Christine Anjoua. Did you say her name? Uh, as best as I could probably get <laughs> Now, she's playing for, who's it, Dallas? Yeah. And she sort of punches Griner. And Griner turns. Griner goes berserk. <laughs> and old Christine... She hightails it down the other end of the court. <laughs> there's, fi- there's fight or flight. That was flight. She runs away. And Griner is just like wailing anybody, air, whoever she can get, man. She's just, just swinging crazy. And it didn't look like Griner initiated it. But when she got hit, she was ready to go. And so it looked like that one, uh, was it uh, Derek Harper and somebody with the Bulls? Remember it moved towards the scores table? Yeah. And so this was right up against, it was down in the basket, down in the paint, and she hits Griner. Griner turns around and just starts swinging, and this gal takes off the other end, and it's along the sideline, and Griner takes off, but then all these people, I think the referee was like got her in a headlock or something, and she's trying to swing and over the wreck because she's taller than everybody else, and the other gal runs the other way. It's the funniest get out of there. <laughs> there was a, a guy named Rod Allen. You should look this up if you haven't seen it. Rod Allen played in the big leagues, but he was in Japan. And he gets hit. And you can see, put in Rod Allen getting hit in Japanese league. He takes off to the pitcher. The pitcher runs dead sprint towards center field. And they're weaving because all these players are starting to come. And Rod Allen's trying to chase this guy. <laughs> I just looked it up. That's pretty <laughs> Yeah, it's for first base. He's zigging and zagging like a kid on the playground. I don't want to mess with no. Yeah. <laughs> Lean left, cut right. <laughs> Everybody's in the outfield. Anybody right. run out of st- Oh, he ducked and he cut back. That was a <laughs> solid move. And now everyone, quite frankly, they're baseball players. They've run 200 yards and they're really quite tired. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the funniest Ooh, Rod's thing. Rod's still mad. He just pulled loose. Oh, he threw an elbow. Yeah. yeah. Rod was hot. Yeah, he was. And you can't just, you can't be gutless and throw at a guy and then run. <laughs> and then run to center field. Yeah, I know. <laughs> by, by way of first base. <laughs> It's awesome. Everybody, when you get to work, if YouTube isn't blocked, Rod Allen, Japan. That'll yeah. get it. That's all you need. Rod Allen, Japan. It'll be the first video. And fast forward on Rod Allen. He was used to be a Diamondbacks announcer, but he was a Tigers announcer, not this past season, but last season, not this season, but last season, towards the end of the year, he got in a brawl with his announcing partner. Oh, that's how I knew that name, yeah. And they both, fi- and they got, both fired. got fired. I remember Pulled the story. The yeah. I didn't remember his name, but I remember the two announcers. Yeah, and they'd been together like fifteen plus years, but they weren't friends. They didn't socialize. They didn't like each other, and it boiled over over a chair. Well, we better be careful. Yeah, is <laughs> the one guy sitting in a chair, the other guy wanted the chair, and they took it out in the hallway and started brawling, and they canned them both. And the other dude, the announcer, some Italian guy, he's now a part-time announcer for the Red Sox, and he's a Detroit guy, and that was his dream job. But you can't, if you're going to slug somebody and they come after you, you can't run the other way. Yeah. I was going to say John Rahm, bogey in 11, 14, and 15. He had, an eagle, choke. he had an eagle putt for a three-shot lead. Now, it, was, it wasn't an easy putt, so the fact he missed it wasn't the end of the world. But he still birdied for a two-shot lead, and then Patrick Reed got hot, and he got cold, and that was the end of that. Yeah. It, it actually, he actually ended yeah. up losing by two shots. Mm-hmm. 
So he went from it was the end. He of went that. from two up to two down after the thirteenth hole. The last five holes, four shot swing. Pressure in golf, man. Yeah. Nothing like it. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Diamond Airport Parking. Don't take the bus tour at the airport parking lot. Diamond Airport Parking offers covered self-parking, covered valet parking, open valet parking, and free 24-7 car-to-curb shuttle service. Diamond Airport Parking, since 1922, just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park right and save at Diamond Airport Parking.